0: Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. We in the United States are not immune to diseases when they are a concern on the other side of the world. We'll take a closer look a little bit later after a conversation with St. Louis Public Radio Statehouse reporter Marshall Griffin in Jefferson City. Normally, we'd be looking primarily at legislative activity, but some of that activity concerns the indictment of Governor Eric Greitens. He faces felony charges for allegedly taking a non-consensual nude photograph of a woman with whom he was having an affair. Marshall joins us by phone. Marshall, nice to talk to you again.
1: Thanks. Good to talk to you, too.
0: Marshall, how much of a distraction is this whole Greitens story having uh, on the legislature?
1: Depends on who you ask. Uh, Most most of the time when something like this happens, the House and Senate leadership will say this isn't this, this is not a distraction. We can carry on as business as usual, and we will but uh, now you have some lawmakers actually openly admitting this is a distraction uh, uh there were for example Marsha Hafner um who is one of the one of the Republican women who has called on the governor to resign, has said you know people are you know people aren't asking me about you know the legislation that I'm working on or the needs of their of their community and are we answering them you know people are calling and asking me or stopping me in the hallways and asking me about uh, the governor and uh is you know is the governor going to resign is this how is this this is making missouri look bad you know so it is becoming a distraction and a uh, bigger one than some of the other than other uh, past scandals have um have been.
0: Is there a partisan dimension to this? By that I mean are Republicans a uh, a kind of with them and Democrats against them, or is it a a bipartisan concern?
1: It is it, among lawmakers, it is a bipartisan partisan concern, bipartisan concern. Um, the the yesterday well on Monday after um after the uh, House Speaker and Representative Jay Barnes announced the formation of an investigatory committee to look into the uh, Greitens indictment. Um, two other lawmakers held a press conference right afterwards, uh, Marsha Hafner, one of them, the other was Shamed Dogan. Both of them are House Republicans, and they both have called on the governor to resign. Uh, Representative Dogan specifically um, accused the governor of, of, of lying, of saying, you know, in regards to the existence of a photograph, um, that, that Dogan said that, you know, I was told that there was no photograph, now there appears to be one, and he feels like the governor misled him, and uh, so there, it, there the, the the strong support. What strong support still exists for the governor appears to be among the the actual Missouri Republican Party. Uh, it's it's uh, officials. It's officials. They're putting out press release after press release uh, defending the governor and uh, attacking uh, St. Louis prosecutor Kim Gardner and calling it a witch hunt. So. Um, but among law, elected lawmakers in the Republican Party, a lot of them are of the opinion that the governor should resign, or maybe the governor should at least consider
0: resigning. Apropos of the photograph, we we're just learning that uh, apparently Kim Gardner does not have the photograph in question, which is an interesting turn, and I'm sure will generate some discussion down there today. It could have uh, a huge impact on the case if, uh, if there is no photograph to be found.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it, even if there is a photograph, but they don't have it and they can't um, can't access it, you know, who's, I mean, it, it would, it would uh, present the legal argument of, well, you say there's a photograph, but if you can't prove it, then, you know, you have no case. Uh, how do we know you're just not making it up?
0: That, that, so, that, yeah, <laughs> that does seem to be what the argument uh, would be. What what sort of a timetable are we looking at with regard to the uh, House investigation, which could lead to impeachment?
1: Um, well, it's it's a little bit fluid. Um, with, when they announced it um, on Monday, they made no mention of timetable. They made no mention of, of who they you know would like to interview or uh, bring in to have testify. Um, that we several of us asked about that, and they said, "Look, we're not going to go into our into how we're going to approach this yet." Um, now, yesterday, they did actually. Um, put up on the House webpage the actual link to the committee and the actual resolution that will be um, that will be uh, voted on eventually. Uh, the three options at this point would be: uh, if they fi- feel there's enough evidence uh, to to file articles of impeachment, they could use this resolution to do that. Uh, they could also do a, a lesser a lesser punitive action, which would be censure, or they could take no action at all. So I, at, at this point, I think they're going to take a wait-and-see approach uh, as far as keeping their eye on um, the legal proceedings in St. Louis, uh, the actual trial.
0: You I know you mentioned uh, you know the sentiment for uh, for resignation a little earlier in our discussion here. Would you say, on the basis of what you're you're seeing and sensing down there, that there is more traction for one or the other, uh, impeachment or resignation?
1: Um. Well. As far as the desires and wishes of lawmakers, I think there's uh, more of a desire f- uh, for for them to, that uh, that the governor resign. A lot of them have embraced the attitude that this is uh, becoming an embarrassment, and uh, we're and they're questioning whether or not the governor Greitens has the ability to effectively lead the state with this hanging over his head. And they're and based on that, a lot of them are are, are calling on him to resign. Uh, there's a few others that are going even further and saying if he doesn't resign now, the House needs to move forward with impeachment and process with the impeachment process and do it as quickly as possible. Um, there hasn't really been any strong voice among elected lawmakers uh, sticking up for the governor. The closest to that is uh, Senator Dan Brown. He, he circulated a, a letter, um, and that letter basically seemed to uh, call out the liberal media for trying to jump to conclusions and saying that uh, we need to let uh, the the legal process take its course. That's probably the closest thing to a strong defense of the governor that I've seen so far.
0: You'd have to think, though, that the governor is probably wishing at this point that he had not angered uh, so many legislators and created such animosity between so many of them and him.
1: Uh, I I can't say that for sure, that he's thinking that or wishing that. Maybe, maybe to a certain degree, but um, his his approach to governance it still, to this point, seems to be, you know, attack those who are attacking you, or you know, go after those who aren't uh, falling in line.
0: Let me go back to that House investigation, by the way. I meant to ask earlier. Uh, it, appears that there are going to be uh, closed sessions, so behind closed-door sessions, if you will, of at least some sessions of that uh, of that group. Uh, how come?
1: Um, that's a good question. I'm thinking there will be, there will be, um, there has to be some open sessions. You know, the, the, this is actually an investigatory committee, but uh, when they take testimony, my guess is that some of that testimony will have to be Done publicly uh, with the, the not, not just members of the public there, but you now media as well. Um, but any committee, any House or Senate committee, has the authority to hold uh, closed sessions. Um, you know, usually it's for personnel matters or things of that nature. Um, but um, I, it would be to me it would be a, a, a shock if every session was closed to the media. I, I don't foresee that happening. But you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't really be a surprise if uh, there if there were um, some closed sessions
0: part of the thinking there I believe is the fact that they may they may be asking the woman in question in this uh, situation to testify, and her identity is being protected, and that uh, that would probably be done behind closed doors
1: that yeah that it, definitely i would I would say that if she actually does come forward and testify or if she subpoenaed, uh, which this committee is uh, said to have subpoena power. If she is subpoenaed and comes forward to testify, uh, that I would imagine that that would be uh, closed to the media.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine that they would not want to talk to her in an investigation of this sort, but that remains to be seen. The Revenge Porn Bill, as it's called, is uh, you know has an association with the uh, Greitens case. What's the status of it, and what would it actually do?
1: Um, well, it's it has passed the House. Um, or at least it's received first round approval from the house i'm pretty sure though it's gotten two full house votes uh, which would uh, send it on on the way to the senate um the the actual details of the bill i haven't uh, had a chance to explore yet but um it would um basically strengthen criminal charges against someone who would take online images of someone or threaten to release online images of someone and uh, you know use that uh, as a, as a way of blackmail, and certainly it, it's been speculated, and uh, there's probably some truth to it, that uh, one of the reasons this bill has uh, gotten a little bit more traction lately is because of uh, the governor's current legal troubles.
0: But it is not a direct result of those troubles.
1: No, actually, no. This bill has actually come up in years past. Um, it, in fact, some critics some critics have uh, accused lawmakers of uh, bringing this bill up to protect their own because. A one of the first efforts to, uh, to get this bill passed was not long after former House Speaker John Deal resigned. Um, so, that's, you know, this, this bill isn't something brand new. It's, it's been around for a little while, but it uh, has never made it out of the, uh, the, out of the House or the Senate completely uh, to the governor's desk yet.
0: Well, we've spent most of our time talking about Governor Greitens, uh, Greitens and his situation. Uh, what, what else should we we'd be looking at? Uh, what's, what's hot right now?
1: Well, uh, something interesting now uh, that's uh, happening this afternoon. Now, this particular bill, I'm not sure if, if it has much of a chance to actually make it to the governor's desk. But uh, one particular bill that's going, that's receiving a hearing this afternoon, is from uh, St. Louis Senator Jamila Nasheed. Uh, she has a bill that would uh, make it illegal for the any entity of the state of Missouri to sell the Confederate battle flag. Uh, also, any state-owned Confederate monuments or uh, plaques, or as it's written in the bill, uh, any monument or plaques uh, dedicated to an entity that um, that w- that rebelled against the United States or made war against the United States would uh, have to be removed. So, basically, a Confederate monument removal bill. Um, it, it that's being uh, that's coming up for a public hearing uh, this afternoon. Now. It's the bill's chances. I, I would be very surprised if, this, if that bill made it out of uh, the legislature this year. But uh, it was. But this could be like the first real attention spent on a uh, bill of this nature in Missouri, as we've seen um, other movements in other parts of the, the country to remove Confederate sure. monuments. Sure.
0: We're going to have to leave it at that, Marshall Griffin. Thank you so much for being with us and bringing us up to speed in what's going on in Jefferson City these days. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Before we move on, here are some of the stories our St. Louis Public Radio newsroom is following today. A trial date has been set for Missouri's governor. Eric Reitens is facing a felony invasion of privacy charge, as you've heard, for allegedly taking a compromising photo of a woman and possibly electronically transmitting the image. St. Louis Circuit Court Judge Rex Burleson has set a trial date of May 14th. The Missouri Gaming Commission could uh, issue the state's first daily fantasy sports licenses today. Officials from DraftKings and FanDuel are among the companies slated to make presentations to the commission in Jefferson City. Some of those websites are already operating in Missouri. They were grandfathered in after licensing regulations went into effect in 2016. And Webster University has launched a program to train classroom teachers as school counselors. School counseling resources can be particularly strained in high-poverty schools and have received more attention following the Florida high school shooting. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU.